Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. With Obi. Yes, my people, it's time for us to chat. Well, actually, mostly doing it's me that's mostly doing the chatting today. So from here on out, I decided, you know what? Most times I'm just gonna make sure that I speak on what I want to, especially if it's a if it's a conversation where I'm gonna do most of the talking. And uh, at some point, I'm going to open up the phone lines for you people to call in and uh, share your thoughts. Then, uh, yeah, from there on out, uh, we will just take the show in that manner. It's only if it's something that I'm going to require you people's engagement from the beginning that uh, I would ask for you to join the conversation. But certainly, you are going to join the conversation. But I want you guys to listen in first off and... uh, Afterwards, we will have every single one of your contributions. I mean, at the end of the day, you can still be sending in your contributions on the show. Yes, to our WhatsApp number, WhatsApp line. And uh, at some point, I will gladly take them right here on the show, okay? All right, my people. Yes. So, if you were tuned in earlier on when I teased about what we're going to take a look at today... On the chat room, yes, this is the voice of Obi. Yes, you're sure. Yes, you're listening to the voice of Obi right here. It is the After Dark 91.3. And uh, this is the chat room, yes. And uh, we're going to be taking a look at toxic masculinity today. Yes. Yes. Uh, very, very interesting topic, right? Uh-huh. All right. All right. Yes. So, uh, my people, toxic masculinity Very interesting and sensitive topic, but I decided, you know what, we need to address most of these things because there are a lot of things that we don't talk about that absolutely are problems for us in this our dear nation. Yes. Uh, So uh, let me even go live on Instagram so I can have people that would like to contribute to the conversation right there as well. But uh, yes, if you'd like to watch what is going on with me right here in the studio live, just join my Instagram live and uh, you get to see how it's going down in the studio. Yep, with me and my green t-shirt <laughs> and my green hair still. So, well, if you've been active on social media, the term toxic masculinity is something you've seen being thrown around quite often, regularly. Uh, so, I don't I don't want to believe that it's new to a lot of us. I think it's it's a regular stuff. But uh, for the sake of people that might not exactly be aware, let's just start off with what exactly is toxic masculinity. So toxic masculinity is an attitude or set of societal guidelines stereotypically associated with manliness that often have a negative impact on men, women, and society in general. So uh, in other words, toxic masculinity is the normalized culture that expects men to not express emotional um, emotions openly and be tough all the time and disapprove of anything that just basically makes them seem feminine or weak. So, uh, the term toxic masculinity isn't meant to imply that the idea of masculinity in itself is an inherently bad. No, it's not actually. Instead, it's meant to point out the certain behaviors and ways of thinking 
often associated with masculinity from mental and physical toughness to sexism and homophobia have a negative or often dangerous impact on the world. So uh, it's very important that we understand that there are certain mindsets that we have that are just not good, even for us men, actually. Then now to think about the women that it affects and then the world as a whole. And, you know, why you may just think of the term toxic masculinity as a modern buzzword, interestingly, it's been around for several decades, actually. The term originally came about during the late 20th century, and there was like a men's movement describing just uh, narrow ideas of masculinity that were holding back men instead of empowering them. They considered toxic masculinity a characteristic of immature men who had not yet found their deep spiritual masculinity. And this movement just basically sought out to increase community amongst men rather than competition. It also sought to, uh, more to you know, to come about multi-generational bonding, as they felt that you know the inability to bond with their fathers was a source of emotional damage. And it's it's absolutely it's really a pressing issue because you find out that a lot of a lot of young men. I mean, now things are getting better. I'm, I'm happy about that. But in the past, it was it was a struggle. Yes, I won't, I'm not deli- denying the fact that in the past, there were some fathers that used to bond with their children. But the the ratio of, you know, those that actually had that kind of relationship, those kind of families that had those kind of relationships to the ones that didn't was almost insignificant, if we're being honest. So, but now most fathers are taking it upon themselves to absolutely, you know, go down that light and have that conversation because it helps helps if it helps your child's mental health as well helps with their growth just being there being a positive and present father so uh another reason that this movement was you know started was just to be free to express emotions as a, as a man because you can't just it's not ideal for you to be bottling up your emotions it's absolutely not ideal because we're human beings. They're not supposed to look at it from a perspective of, you know, uh, you're not supposed to be looking at it from a perspective of it's supposed to be not, it's, it's supposed to be feminine. No, that's messed up, actually. It's supposed to actually, it's a, it's a, it's, it's something that is just humanly. So if you actually have that mindset that as a man, you're not supposed to express your emotions, that you're wrong. So for all the good things, this the movement that was started back in like you know the late twentieth century still contained some harmful ideas though. But you know, many men felt that their voices had been silenced by feminist movements that excessive interactions with women uh, was causing them to lose their internal masculinity and that accusation of sexism from women were leading to emotional damage and whatnot. So the phrase toxic masculinity was later adopted by the fourth wave of feminism. So uh, a wave that started about a decade ago, thereabouts, and the wave focused more on intersectionality than the waves before it. And intersectionality is basically just the idea that sexism is just one part of systematic oppression alongside ableism, ageism, classism, homophobia, and racism. But those are conversations for another day. Today, we're really focusing on toxic masculinity. So right about now, I wanted to take a look at, you know, some... Toxic masculinity signs that uh, are very common in men. Yeah. So, you know, toxic masculinity is nuanced, but uh, there are a few behaviors that are often caused by toxic masculinity. 
some toxic masculinity or examples are i'm just going to mention and you know highlight some of them so that we fully understand how we're not doing a good job with these things i'm going to start off with stoicism yes so stoicism is just pretty much the the regular way that you know toxic masculinity is being you know what i say pushed out there it's just it's a cornerstone idea of toxic masculinity that showing emotions is weak or feminine and that isn't so that's absolutely so so wrong because in our society men are expected to be mentally and physically tough without breaking you know just be strong no matter what it is people tell you be strong a man be strong and that's absolutely ruining mindset of a lot of men because i don't think that's so honestly a lot of people even a lot of men know that that isn't so but uh you know it's it's just something that that happens uh and according to statistics and studies shows that men are less likely to pursue mental health services like therapy despite being 1.8 times more likely to commit suicide than women mostly because of the level of stress and pressure that they experience uh, so I generally think it's okay to be vulnerable though. I honestly think so. You know, it's good because that way you get to talk to someone. It's, it's good to talk to someone about how you feel. Someone who is emotionally intelligent too. Not just your friend that is equally suppressing his emotions. No. And trust me, you feel so much better because when you talk to someone that's, that's you know, smart emotionally, that's qualified to give you good advice... In the long run, you definitely feel a whole huge load off your chest because of the fact that, you know, you spoke to the right person about your issues and you just absolutely got a good word out of it. So, yeah, that's stoicism. That's a challenge. That, that's one major challenge that you used to know that, yes, truly and truly, there's some toxic masculinity going on with you. Another one that is also really sensitive they're also going to touch on that's uh you know like i said so part of the systematic systematic oppression that goes on uh you know in what i say around the world actually not even just like lagos well yes it's mostly lagos that i'm centering my conversation about is homophobia yes so toxic masculinity teaches men that homosexuality is a deviation from traditional masculinity and that gay men are less masculine for example, consider the way the term gay or faggots were and are still being used as insults. I mean, me personally, I'm not trying to justify homosexuality anyway. I mean, my religion forbids it. Absolutely. So, I personally don't think it's good. But I just feel that gay people also deserve respect, just like the regular straight person does, instead of being judged or being looked down on. Like, no. I mean, you're absolutely because the best part about it is this everyone just like a woman just like a man or a homosexual we all have brains functioning brains we have the ability to think to reason so that being said it's easy for you to actually gain something you know mentally from somebody from anybody really even from a child so truly and truly judging gay people i don't think that is not your place because last last the bible even says let he who is without sin be the first to cast a stone you don't have to and you know sin is sin so you cannot be saying you don't do homosexual activity so you have the you can you can actually forbid them no you you know yes it's it's forbidden according to you know religion but 
you don't have the right to actually cast them away because you can in the and if they are you know trying to make advances towards you but still on still if you find that a lot of them actually respect themselves so why can't you respect yourself and them as well so that's that's basically another thing that i want us to to grab from that that homophobia really is is a character trait of of uh is a, is a character trait of toxic masculinity another thing that uh that i want us to take a look at is you know men usually often have that need to control it's it's a challenge it's also it's a toxic masculinity trait and toxic masculinity encourages men to assert their power and dominance and we see this often in domestic relationships more often than not men often believe they should always have the final say in their relationships but the truth is that that's kind of derogatory to be honest it's amazing because nobody's perfect that's the truth so it's really not ideal that all the decisions are made by just one person in a relationship i mean relationships marriages are supposed to be partnerships and the context of relationship partners are two people that care about each other support each other and provide value to each other so if you choose to be the only one with the final say you really are not supporting your partner to be honest you relatively don't care about their opinions and their feelings and also, men feel they deserve to know where their girlfriends or wives are at all times. The truth about it is that if you keep making your partner feel caged in that way, it's really only a matter of time before, you know, they won't care anymore and probably start lying to you about where they are just to get the freedom that they feel they truly deserve. But don't get me wrong, it's absolutely okay to know where your partner is. Absolutely. Especially for security reasons. And for that, I would recommend that you share your location with each other always. Find a way to... You know, to just always share your location so you can easily see where your partner is. But you also need to trust your partner well enough to know to act right. Absolutely. So just, this is for men and women because you find out that there are some women that actually pressure men. Like, yo, no, where are you? Where are you? They're always insecure. Where are you? Where are you? And uh, yeah, so that's that's absolutely that about it. That's need for control. You need to chill out a little bit. If you're a partner, you're not supposed to be entirely controlling. You need to understand that. Your wife also equally has a say. She's a human being just like you. You need to let, you know, give room for her to also contribute or breathe. Let the woman breathe. Don't suffer, Kaita. <laughs> yes, okay. So another trait that uh, is the quality of toxic masculinity is promiscuity yes uh toxic masculinity praises men for having multiple sexual partners while expressing disgust at women who do the same but to me this is some bs mentality because i genuinely want everyone to break free from this actually i genuinely want everyone to break free from that I personally i'm glad that i'm free from it honestly it took me some time because i was tackling the problem not the best way but you know i'm glad i'm free regardless but i personally think that every everyone you know Anyone shouldn't uh, shouldn't just be having multiple sex partners because, personally, I think it's pointless. There's other repercussions. There's spiritual, but that's uh, I'm not even going to get into that right about now. But thinking about it, okay, look at it from this um, perspective. There's a lot of money you're spending when you're actually having multiple sex partners. You might say um, money might not be a lot, but if you think about it, money can go to good use. You might see it in this very moment that, okay, me being with this particular person might not exactly be, you know, toxic, might not cause a lot of harm to my pockets. But if you calculate it in the long run, 
for instance now you're buying condoms um how much are condoms if you buy condoms regularly that's a lot of money that's going into into um into the sex if you if you're doing it with you know multiple people you're buying condoms regularly that's one thing two if you're gonna pay for like a hotel or something every now and then especially people that are, are dating they have to find them that means some might have to use a guy's uh, their guy's place but at what expense really another thing is food like when you calculate all these things in the long run you see that um, there's a lot of money uh, there's a lot of money that's going into these things so personally i just feel like you know for men and women multiple sex partners is absolutely a waste of time also your energy because even if you feel like okay all these things you still need to replenish your energy absolutely so uh that's that's just it now i know some people are still they go do yimu at me that uh, for what i'm saying that uh, i'll still continue with the way they do it because last last is not my life i know that but bottom line is you're not any better than a woman to a man that has multiple sex partners if you do as well so basically may everybody just cook mind your business and once again let he who is without sin be the first to cast a stone absolutely another f- uh, feature or characteristic rather of uh, toxic masculinity that i want us to take a look at is not being a feminist ally this is something that i feel from the actual understanding of what feminism is you need to it's just basically understanding that women deserve better i'm not saying me personally i don't think human beings men are, are equal to men are women rather but i feel like there are some rights that men enjoy that women ought to enjoy as well like you know equal paying jobs for if we're doing the same job if we're doing the same duties i deserve to a woman deserves to be paid pretty much the same amount of money a man is being paid you know giving positions in different uh you know arms of government or whatnot because especially if you're qualified i mean what really matters is your qualification isn't it so basically the whole idea of feminism is just to just give women that chance to prove that more just because society has always you know said women are, in the, are meant to be in the kitchen or taking care of kids doesn't mean that it's so it's it's just they were pushed down that line yes it became culture it's it was working for a lot of people but you find out that a lot of women are actually tired of that mentality they're tired of that um what i say abasing mentality so they, they're stepping up to the whole thing it's you know it's unsurprising that the overly masculine would reject men who identify as allies of famine feminists yes because they absolutely feel that no women cannot be equal to it's not that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand the true meaning of him because you see some people even some women don't even understand what feminism means feminism basically like i just explained equal rights basically we're human beings not we're not there's there's things that men can do that women can't do i mean we have um you know we have a big stronger muscular mass there's certain things if a woman should punch you it might not really get effect but if a guy should punch you um if you off there are, there are things like you know the way the body can can just do certain things that a man would do comf- comfortably but a woman won't but basically there are certain things that a woman can do as just as much as a man can do so that's basically what they're fighting about so absolutely it's just important that you know if, if you see a woman fighting for feminism and she has the true meaning she understands it's true for don't project some form of 
you know negative energy towards it it is i personally don't support it i don't think it's it's good and that's why uh, i decided to bring it up another thing is refusing to help with household duties yeah it's 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 just i mean toxic masculinity rejects roles traditionally considered as women's work and toxic masculinity often refuses to participate in these household duties so men believe that they shouldn't have to do household chores some believe they should be the sole income earners and some believe that boys shouldn't even be taught how to cook clean and child care i'm glad a lot of people are waking up to the importance of these things nowadays because i mean if you're living alone if you're single as a man if you're single if you're living alone if you're the average nigerian won't you be cleaning your house uh would you be buying food would you really be buying food every day rather you would probably learn how to cook to save money especially in this nigeria where as in as the average nigerian there's not a lot of money that comes into your considering that you might have to save you might have family members you might want to you know assist that you have to also plan for rainy days you can't just be buying food every time because that it's cheap it's basically cheaper for you to cook so it's advisable for you to learn so Nah, man, I, I would absolutely not suggest that, you know, it's it's a mindset that we really need to break free from. And, you know, study sh- actually shows that the best relationships and marriages are the ones where the men help out with household duties because it improves connection, improves love. You get to bond with your wife more, your partner more. So at the end of the day, that's really what, unless, unless if maybe perhaps you and your wife had an agreement that you came into this marriage just to have children together. That's a different case. So you guys can go about doing how it is. That's I think that's how it's uh, it would have been acceptable with previous uh, in previous years. You know, in previous years, that's how a lot of the you know relationships used to be. But if truly and truly you claim it's for love that you go into a relationship or a marriage, you need to understand that there's certain things you need to put into place. You need to do. You need, there's certain habits you need to you know take up to just ultimately improve because saying i love you saying i love you or the attraction the the initial attraction you have towards your partner is not enough to be honest it's absolutely not enough for you to to just keep that love that marriage going on for years especially if you do want it to last for, for a very long time it's something that you really need to develop a habit towards you you work towards it you you just basically be a partner to your wife just as equally your wife is also supporting you as well there are certain things that you know obviously most uh you know thriving marriages they divide the, the labor in the house so it could even be it, it's not a problem that you know the wife is the one that does the cooking actually it's not the problem that the wife the husband does the wife does the child care but there are certain other things that maybe in that case the man could be doing the cleaning these things are last last cleaning is exercise and exercise is good for you so there are different ways that you can help out in the house that will absolutely absolutely just improve the marriage so that is uh that's why i also wanted us to take a look at that as well another thing that is a major really sensitive part is sexual aggression towards women you know men who have been influenced by toxic masculinity are more likely to believe that they're entitled to women's bodies leading to you know sexual comments or harassment towards women and a higher likelihood of believing the, you know, abuse myth. It's, uh, and it's, it's, it shouldn't be so. It's, it shouldn't be so. I say it shouldn't be. <laughs> it shouldn't be so. Because 
truly and truly, you're not a, you're not entitled to a woman's body. You don't own her body. Not even your wife or your girlfriend, to be honest. As funny as that might sound, yeah. Because if perhaps your wife or your girlfriend is not in the mood to engage in sexual activities, you absolutely need to learn to just chill out. Yes, although yes, it's recommended that wives please try as much as possible to please your husband, to satisfy your husband. But truly and truly, if your partner is tired, you might want to be, you know, get it down, get it on with. There are other ways, okay, maybe I won't recommend, you know, but still on still, it won't be a problem for you to just chill it out. I mean, if you are absolutely in control of your sex team, like I usually would say, you really don't need to worry so much about, you know, certain things like this. So, yeah, but it's one thing that is just absolutely crazy to me is becoming aggressive to a woman because she rejected you. I mean, bro, you can't have all the women that you find attractive. That's just it. I'm, attraction is a two-way street. So, me finding uh, the lady attractive doesn't guarantee that she's going to find me attractive. And if she doesn't find me attractive, that's okay, man. One thing I would recommend that you can use to overlook the L that you can possibly chop from this is that you just take it as maybe God is preventing you from future weary or bad luck. That's how I usually would tell some people that. Or if perhaps you walk up to a lady and she doesn't give you the attention that you want, just look at it as, okay, maybe it's not it's just not meant to be. Now, God, they try to tell me, say, ah, you know, they walk. So that's, uh, that's that. Another thing, which is the most common thing, which is still aligning with, you know, the same aggression is violence. And that's uh, the last one I'm going to take. Last character trait that I'm going to take. So, toxic masculinity encourages men to use aggression and violence to assert their dominance and masculinity. I mean, you find that a lot of men believe that they should use violence to get respect. (laughs) Especially, imagine uh, a uh, married couple, for instance, that where the husband hits his wife often, more often than not, just to basically get some form of respect the day they will poison you <laughs> God, just pray they don't poison or stab you in your sleep that day you will know the revolution is actually you will not even know that's the truth you won't even know because you'll be dead <laughs> so even if you know you'll be in the in the beyond afterlife to be honest there are better ways to be respected without being violent man there are better ways it's all about respecting yourself and respecting people too regardless of their age i mean respect has to do with admiring you know people and what they what they are good at basically so i don't personally think respect is respect is reciprocal you can respect anybody man even a kid because especially because they are doing good so that's that's really that's really much it that's that actually so uh now i want us to just take a look at the risk factors of toxic masculinity but uh hold on give me one second Okay, all right, my people. So, uh, like I was saying, the risk factors of toxic masculinity, man. Almost anyone has access to the internet. That's one thing that we know. And as a result, almost anyone can be exposed to toxic masculinity. 
and not everyone exposed to toxic masculinity will become toxic or violent because you know you get to understand how these things are just not healthy mentally and physically so you'd absolutely just you know advocate against it so uh there are a few known risk factors that can contribute to male violence or toxic masculinity and uh, one of them is a dysfunctional family environment you know dysfunctional families are fertile ground for neglect abuse secrecy addiction or denial and in these family systems you know children's emotion so uh, they just need they just basically are unmet because the parents parents just need to take precedence one or both parents might be suffering from a substance use of a disorder or personality disorder or just mood disorder so absolutely it is it basically starts from home just everything starts from home the way you bring up your kids the kind of things you show them makes them understand whether or truly they need to it basically shapes their mind so if they see these things happening it's it's just uh, you know it could affect them basically another thing is lack of behavioral control you know just trying to control people's behaviors with you know useful tools could be using signs messages enforcing some rules those are means to just control behavior societal rejection by peers that's another thing that's a risk factor for toxic masculinity because oh that particular one eh? hmm. <laughs> another one is uh, exposure to societal norms that encourage violence and male dominance and that's sort of still kind of linked to the dysfunctional family environment because uh you know witnesses uh people that witness violence in childhood create norms that can lead to the acceptance or perpetration of a multitude of violent behaviors or acts but it also may provide a potential point of intervention for violence prevention efforts because like for me personally growing up it's not i didn't ex- i didn't witness that's something i'm glad that i'm grateful to god that you know my mom my dad wasn't he didn't hit my mom he never hit my mom although i wouldn't say like you know i'm obviously every married they have their arguments they fight and whatnot but I, me personally i learned from that even my neighbors i know i had a neighbor that used to hit his wife i hated that man so much man i hated that man because actually i even found out later on that i had another neighbor that hit his wife but that particular first one because he almost killed his wife one day and the painful thing is they had these really two nice cute little boys man ah uh-huh, that time i wasn't i wasn't i was young i was a teenager ish yeah i was i was a teenager when I even woke up to the idea of to knowing that I had the, those neighbors, but their sons were really young. Um, I think like four years and like one or two. Bobo and Juju. I miss those guys. <laughs> they were so cool because they used to. And the painful thing is, I didn't realize why most times they used to come to our house until later on when I thought about it because the father would, he, he wouldn't even care. He wouldn't care that. That there he would hit their mom regularly and that kind of thing can mess up their minds because they might feel like okay you are supposed to hit your mom your your wife if the if she messes up but that shouldn't be so that's i keep saying this shouldn't be so what's going on <laughs> that shouldn't be so you know so absolutely but when you do that it could have also still had a positive you know impact on them just like me because i learned from these things and saw that it's not right. You can't do this. You can't actually be doing these things and get away with it. 
the long run it will have it will catch up with you though that's one thing that's facts one way or another you can't you can't get uh, you know you can't get good by doing evil that's life so you could absolutely you could pose you, know, you could pose a a point of intervention for violent prevention basically but you know that is not always guaranteed some people could actually you know be messed up especially if they grow up in a in a, an environment where they don't have a lot of women around them or they don't have people that accept or understand that or probably just steer them in the right direction with situations like this uh another thing which is still similar is exposure to violence at home in relationships and the community yes so when you just get to see all these things it could really just put you at risk of being toxic uh another thing is lack of access to mental health services and this is one thing that i really want to call on a lot of us you know not only the government we the people actually to look into because i mean thank god for technology though you can speak to a therapist online but ultimately the government really needs to do something about this especially because there are people that don't have easy access to the internet some people don't even know the power of the internet so they can't actually seek these kind of helps that they can get from the internet so but it would be a great thing that one thing we personally people that we can do to improve people's mental health especially those of us that are aware that are emotionally intelligent one way or another somebody that is beside you, you don't know what they're going through whereas you know if you're emotionally intelligent you think about it that well, you never know what this person is going through they might behave bad because of their childhood because of the what they were exposed to so one way or another you can have conversations with them that can just you know reshape them their thinking can just reverse it just basically stare in a direction that's just good for them and people that are around them so that's basically that's absolutely it so uh what i just wanted to take a look at ultimately is you know how to stop toxic masculinity this before i now you know open up the phone lines for people to contribute to this conversation Uh, you know it's it's absolutely important that uh you know we are aware that not all toxic behaviors in men are caused by toxic masculinity. That's one thing, actually, that we should know. It's also important that we don't assign blame to toxic masculinity and avoid personal responsibility because there are certain, you know, behaviors that are just... Some people will see it as toxic masculinity, but no, it's a personal, it's a personal problem, <laughs> honestly. So, but there are a few prevention strategies that can help young men, most especially, to avoid being poisoned by toxic masculinity. And uh, mostly... It has to do with parents. Yes, it mostly has to do with parents. But uh, here are some of the measures that can be put in place. So uh, first off, you can create marketing campaigns to change social and cultural norms around uh, masculinity. You know, whatever different ways um, can even put up billboard signs, importance of just these little, little things like um, it's okay to express your emotions. There are, there are obviously more engaging ways that that can be put out there. It's say no to violence. All these things that, you know, are part of the toxic masculinity. It's, it's that we need to address it one way or another. Even staging walks, um, you know, movements, starting up movements against it. These are the things that we can absolutely do for our community and just ultimately improve. Uh, another thing that we could do is just educating parents on the damage that physical punishment and humiliation techniques do to your kids. Because physical punishment, yes, 
I mean, our culture and the Bible even says, spare the rod and, sh- and spoil the child. But there are actual ways that you can punish a child for doing wrong that would make the message be passed across and that absolutely not even affects them mentally. There are good ways. Me personally, even though I won't even say it's the best, but one thing that I know that I've, I've, I've thought about that I just might implement in my when I start having kids is if they act, if my kids, I'm gonna, I, I intend to actually be like my children's best friend. Yes, I'm gonna do it in such a way that obviously they will understand that respect is very much important. But you can come to me to talk to me about anything. But if they mess up, I would use the silent treatment method. I would ignore you like you don't exist, so that you reflect, you think about it. That come on, ah, come on, what did I do to daddy? You think. That was the last thing that I did. Oh, my daddy didn't like this thing. Until you now come correct, you you realize, you reflect and apologize for this thing you do. And not only are you apologizing, but I'm seeing the change before I now fully just accept you back. That's that's a method that me I intend to use for punishment. If perhaps it comes to the point where I might have to, <laughs> yeah, just whoop my kid. <laughs> I just might, but I don't know if I'm not going to resort to that as a regular to, you know, do that. And also humiliation techniques, like, you know, embarrassing your kids to, especially to people. That's one thing that my dad, that I wish my dad knew early enough, that he was messing with me, but he didn't exactly understand. You know, maybe back in secondary school or even school self, you know how most Nigerian parents be like, the person that carry first, they have second head. Does he have two heads? So... Whenever people come around and then they not ask how I'm doing, how school and everything, my dad would just even be quick to say this one. And she said, because my dad was actually very, very good at math. So most people would be like, I hope your math scores are always good. And I say, this one, what does he know about math? Just basically just rubbish you there. And in my mind, I'm just like, no, that's, you don't, you shouldn't be using that. It is not in any way helping in any way. Because truly and truly, there's power in the tongue. So the more you say bad things about a person, about your child, the more bad things go to them. That's one thing that is a fact. That's one thing that my pastor was talking about in church on Sunday, about how there was this family that that um, their son used to always carry last. As in, like, out of 37 people, he Baba will carry 37. And they were always changing it for him. They were always wanting on the other, always calling him, coconuted, coconuted. To the point that they had to even bring him to church. It wasn't my own church, but they had to bring him to church. Then they prayed for him, still nothing, still the same thing. So apparently the pastor now spoke to him like, what exactly, are, what do you say to your kids? Because these things also contribute. Now we reflect and say, oh, okay, we call him coconut head. Say, ah, no, these things you need to actually, say, no, you are blessed. You need to say these things. Don't worry, you are going to get better. Things are going to get better. You will improve. I said, before you know it, from 37th. You move to 35th. From 35th, you move to 30th. From 30th to 20th. So you never really carried the first position last, last shot, but there was significant progress. So these things absolutely matter. You, you Instead of humiliating your kid, saying bad things towards them, you need to encourage them that, okay, don't worry, better days are ahead, regardless of whatever it is. And, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, school, academics and all that. And it's also applicable in different aspects of life. Another thing that can be put in place is educating parents on the importance of creating safe and nurturing environments. Yes, you know, because safe in the, in the idea of, you know, avoiding violence, nurturing them in such a way that they understand values 
how to respect themselves, how to respect people, just ultimately providing that kind of care that the children need. Absolutely, that is very, very important. Another thing is educating parents on the importance of teaching kids to regulate, regulate their emotions. Yes, especially the male children, because you find out that most times, most young, most uh, male kids are neglected when it comes to dealing with uh, their emotions. It's usually the, maybe the mother is the one talking to the daughter about, most women are usually in touch with their emotions because that's where they were trained. That's how they were trained to be. But, you know, that's another thing that I'm actually glad that my dad and my mom taught me about. So that's, I think that's another thing why it's really good that I'm standing on this. Although, yeah, my dad still kind of had some, some off traits though, but he still would talk about like, you know, it's okay to express your emotions. And I understood that, yes, because it absolutely is. Although I feel like him, he was just coming from a point of somebody had told him that it's good, though. But he was still inside. He still would have say, bro, you're a man, you're a man. Don't do all these things. <laughs> but still, I could see that my dad had a really soft side that he understood that, okay, these things are absolutely important. So it is very important to just teach your kids to regulate their emotions, man. Let them express how they feel. It's very important. Another thing is identifying and treating psychological distress. Whatever it is, you know, just is that's why I say it's very good to have a very good relationship with your kids. Talk to so that they can easily talk. You understand where things are not good, know how to pay so much attention towards this, know which specialist to involve in their lives. You know, all these things are ultimately very important. So it's, it's, it's just, it's something that you really need to, you shouldn't shy away from as a parent. Another thing is offering programs that positively integrate boys and men into society. Uh, and then lastly, what I have here is promoting healthy relationships that are free of abuse and violence, you know, amongst ourselves, between their siblings, between their friends, parents and whatnot. Ah, just very healthy, mentally healthy, mentally stimulating kind of relationships that are just... Uh, really really good basically we just need to practice healthy masculinity that's that's just what it is healthy masculinity or positive masculinity and basically it's just the idea that men can emotionally express how they feel uh, they can have female friends they can have female mentors even because there are some people you learn it life is about learning if you want to improve in life you really have to learn and you can't just say you want to learn from only a man because what if yes you can learn from a man you can also learn from a woman because women are equally as smart as men so, you know, it's, it's absolutely important that, you know, have that healthy masculinity and express your emotions without feeling emasculated. That is absolutely it. So, uh, my people, that is that. That is absolutely that on what I have to say today. Yes, that is that. It's uh, right about now. I'm just going to open up the phone lines to hear what a couple of you have to say about this and uh, share your thoughts. I really hope that, you know, a couple of us learned a thing or two from this because it's very, very important. It's a very, very important conversation that we shouldn't be shying away from. It's, I'm sure a lot of men understand these things, but because of how, you know, society has constructed us, it's not entirely easy for us to, you know, break free from it. And that thing that I, I forgot to mention is, you know, separating yourself from if you truly know that you want to break free from this yes as much as i would recommend that not only are you doing this for yourself but you're doing it for your 
for people around you and you can also impact lives. But the first step is fixing yourself first. Even if it means you like you know distance yourself from some people, some friends of yours because you know that their own mindsets are too corrupted. Yes, can be can be fixed, but it's too corrupted in such a way that you they are trying to fix up is with their pressure, with their influence, it's not easy for you. It can be easy for you to just break free because as much as you keep trying, they're pulling you back. So the best way is to just maybe give some distance from those of them that you know that, okay, they need their own help is special. Then you get into it and then you bring free. And that's why I said like, that was a measure that I didn't take into consideration early. Because I mean, I do have some friends that are emotionally intelligent. But then I also had some that, yeah, I wouldn't say they, they went about, you know, being considered towards women the best way. Being considered towards themselves the best way. So, yeah, that's that, my people. So, the phone lines, if you want to call in and uh, contribute to the conversation, feel free to uh, call in. The phone lines, uh, the phone numbers to call 0809-234-5913. We also have the women-only line. But, uh, yes, because of this conversation, I want us to make use of this women-only line today. Yeah. Hopefully, we get a couple of callers today. I hope I didn't shake too many tables. I didn't trigger so many people. <laughs> but yes, I mean, these are conversations that we cannot be, be shying away from. That's the truth. The women only line 0809-191-3913. Uh, another general number that we have is 0809-222-0913. Uh, landline. Okay, one is available today. It's just a 01515-1913. On WhatsApp is 0809-234-5913. So you can call in on WhatsApp. You can send in voice notes. You can send in messages. Just uh, feel free to join the conversation. And, you know, share your thoughts on this conversation. Toxic masculinity, what you think. Hopefully, even if it's... Uh, something you learned that you want to appreciate you're absolutely welcome to do so if it's something that you feel that i left out you know you're absolutely welcome to come on and share because you know nobody's perfect you can't know everything so absolutely that is it this ultimately me i'm on a mission to ultimately improve my country one way or another it's not just about complaining there are different ways when you sit down and you think about it you understand that there are a million and one ways that we, the people, contribute to ruining the country. That if we can reshape our mindset on, if we can, you know, put some particular measures into place to mitigate, to alleviate, to just basically rid of certain things that are here that we complain about, you find out that almost, you might not really, really need the government like that. Yes, the government is supposed to play a huge part, but for how many years are we going to keep championing, like you know, them to to step up, to step up to their game? It's 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 not it's not that so yes so that's that chat my people feel free to call in share your thoughts I'm live on Instagram still uh, ob doing it o b i d o i n g i t so yes let me know what you think let me know I hear.
Yes, uh, my people, feel free feel free to join the conversation, to contribute to the conversation right here on 91.3. Call on in and uh, share your thoughts. We can even talk about pretty much anything. Remember, it's the chat room is limitless. We can talk about anything at all. We can tell me about how your day was, your weekend was. I didn't even tell you guys how, how my weekend went. What did I even get up to? Okay, yeah, I mean, I was here. For those of us that are usually locked on to 91.3, I was here on Saturday had some really interesting helpful conversations from life hacks about you know how to basically manage your feel you should check that out i think it should be available on our podcast platforms i now can't say for sure but i think it is available but uh i'll, I'll look into that i'll look into that uh another conversation that we had was you know the conversation where we just took a look at the um the whole what's her name miss my gkms story and just had different people share their thoughts on that uh and then yeah it was it was it was quite the show on saturday so i was here ensuring that um so yeah like i told i said it a couple times on my show that i have a podcast so i had to ensure that because saturday is the day we usually put out content so i had to ensure that you know, stuff went up before I went on with the rest of my day. And then, um, what else did I get up to on Saturday? Oh, yeah, I had to go visit family. Yeah, I had to go visit family. And then, okay, yo, no, 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 no. I went to see a friend first. That day was raining. It was raining, man. And my friend cooked one, one killer afang soup that almost knocked me out. I said, yeah. And I was just going to visit family. On my way to visit family, though, I got a call from my mom telling me that, oh, there's a little challenge, so we'll just go tomorrow. I couldn't go that same day. So I now had to move that to Sunday, although I was planning to go Saturday and Sunday anyway. So Sunday was church. Ah, oh, man, church on Sunday. It was our media Thanksgiving. Gosh, it was it was just powerful. The way I was sweating from all the big body that I was doing in church. Eh? Ah, come on. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was absolutely great. So that was Sunday. After church on Sunday, I went to then see family. And very interesting that I got into this very, um, very good. I was so glad that I got into this conversation with this woman that I met. I met one random woman at, at a hospital. So we were just talking and she enlightened me on a lot of stuff that made me understand that, you know what? Yeah, I need to kind of focus on the very important things on my show especially the most important things that you know we shy away from talking about that we really need to address so yeah i was glad that i had that conversation with that woman that just opened my mind to a lot of other things that uh, you know some most of the challenges that we have right here in this part of the world so that's it that's that that's that for then yeah afterwards what happened yeah, I went home, kind of just slept, to be honest. I wanted to... Okay, yeah, I was working on some stuff. I, I was editing some content. But I couldn't finish everything that night because I was kind of tired. So, I slept at some point. Although I spoke to my friend on the phone for quite a while, but I slept off. Then, on Monday, which was yesterday, I just did some housekeeping in the morning when I woke up. You know, some some laundry that was due. Uh, 
your housekeeping, buying some stuff. Just basically just, you know, coming through with the house needs and whatnot. Had to do some fixing on my car as well. Had to buy new tire. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's not easy oh, to do this adulting thing. It's not easy. Having to buy a new tire. Gosh. And I, might st- I still need to... My mechanic still needs to come and carry the car and check. Because I don't know what's up with the front shock. In the front right side of the, the car. I just sure hope it's not the shock. <laughs> my thing is the shock. <laughs> but let's see, Sha. Let's see. He's supposed to do... That guy didn't even call me back yesterday evening. He said he was going to call me back and let me know if he'll be able to come and get the car today. But uh, he says likely Wednesday. That's uh, tomorrow. It's already Tuesday here right now. So, yeah, so that was that. Uh, what else did I get up to? Yeah, I had to visit family again. And then from there, I came down to the office, to be honest. To just kind of prepare. I was supposed to. So, I've been out of gym for over two months. Over two months, man. It's so sad. When and literally, it was when I started the show that I stopped going to the gym because my schedule was just was just messed up. It just was thrown off. So, time for gym could have still happened, but I wouldn't have been able to get in as much time as I wanted to. And coincidentally, self, so my subscription had just expired. So I was like, yeah, let me just chill. Let me just chill, and let me just see how this one month can go. I'll just be doing light workouts at home and whatnot. Even though I didn't do a lot, shot just once in a while, but I mean, still got to do it anyway. Um, but so let me just see how the first month would go and see how I can, you know, during that uh, time to work out. First month went, second month went. Ah, gosh. Last month it was kind of extra challenging. But yeah, I was supposed to start resume gym yesterday, but uh, the person I was supposed to go with kind of just delayed and waiting 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 for any time was practically up like it was when they were finally ready it was like less than an hour to it was about an hour to the closing time and they were not even with me yet though they were about to be on their way to me and that would have probably taken close to 30 minutes so i'm like come ah, on 30 minutes yes it's not it's not bad enough time it's something i can get in some work for you for 30 minutes but I said, you know what, rah, let's just start today. So, I'm excited. I really hope that we start today. Well, it looks promising, so I would likely start today anyway. But yes, so today, man, I'm going to start the gym. So Yeah, but yesterday after that, after waiting, got into, I had a meeting in the evening, I don't know, about like 8.30. Um, I usually have this church meeting on Monday and Tuesdays by 8.30. So, got into that. Uh, and then afterwards, just went to sleep because obviously I needed to get some sleep before the show. And uh, yeah, so now I'm here. The show is going on, it's been going on, must go on. So, yes, my people, this is still the chat room right here on 91.3. You're listening to the voice of OB. We took a look at toxic masculinity, and uh, it's, it's really a conversation to be had. Uh, we had, I'm glad that I addressed it. And I absolutely hope that a lot of us get to understand the importance of these things and uh, share your thoughts. So, yes, ultimately, ultimately, it is a home of conversations. So feel free to share your thoughts as well right here on the show, okay? 
Okay, yes. So my, well, <laughs> I'm going to say my people. You all are still my people, but I just remembered. <laughs> oh, surely that keeps telling me that I had such a Nigerian family way of greeting. But yeah, you guys are my people. You guys are my people. So, what's going on, guys? What's going on, my people? This is still the After Dark right here on 91.3. This is still Obi. Yes. And, uh,. I just had a feeling that not a lot of people would want to contribute to that conversation. People are probably feeling, you know, what I say, attacked. <laughs> but then again, the truth about it is certain things, the honest truth about it, certain conversations need to be had. And I'm not, I, I didn't have it to attack anyone. But I want you to understand that some of these things and most of these things are actually not your fault. You know, having a toxic trait. I mean, toxic masculinity. It's it's just the way society has shaped us to understand that that's that's just that's just life. That's just how it is. I know it's still a long way to go. A lot of people will still not hop on that wave that I'm trying to push. But I believe that at least, even if it's one person, even if it's two people that appreciate what I said and are gonna use it use those tools i'm absolutely feel gonna feel fulfilled to be honest because i mean there's a lot of work that needs to be done there's a really there's really a lot of work that needs to be done and you find out that nowadays most women are worried about you know possibly getting married because toxic masculinity breeds it lives in it's it actively lives in our society it's taking over a lot of people's minds and you know, now you find women that are more are waking up to to their strengths. They're waking up to the fact that almost I don't need a man as long as I can work and you know make my money. Just like how Chine normally would always challenge that she don't need a man. Um, men need women more than men. But the truth is, I still genuinely feel we all need each other, one way or another. But the way things are going, because women, like I said, women are mostly emotional. So when they know that they can get involved with somebody and it could be at the detriment of their mental health, they'd rather just stay. They'd rather just stay on their ones. So this this thing in the long run is not even just just about you know trying to stop violence that I'm doing this for, but also mostly because I really care about the fact that come on, there are not a lot of relationships marriages that are happening these days like where is the love what happened to love eh? <laughs> yeah so it's absolutely very important these things we need to break free and just just let go and let god absolutely because if you know if you know truly and truly one thing that that uh i'm certain that god stands on is fairness let's be fair to one another so yes the bible will tell you that there are certain things that a man can do that a woman can't do and the woman can do that you know a man can't do but all in all we ought to be fair towards each other be just be considerate because i mean at the end of the day ah you just see there's this form of relief there's this form of 
um what's the word i'm looking for this particular word i'm looking for freedom that you have when you actually break free from that you know toxic masculinity mindset you just feel free to do a lot of things that you know some people will probably challenge you for but you know doing it is absolutely very good very important there are a lot of things that let me even just now tailor it towards how a lot of we nigerians see it because it's it gets us to be truly and truly you know there are certain things that you hear from a man or no not even just a man from you know most people certain things like be a man just like how i said what do you mean by be a man exactly i mean or do you know that you are a man that's the more common one because you see a guy that he's in touch with his his emotions or he's perhaps crying over something expressing his feelings and the next question is do you, don't you know you're a man uh, you have to be stone cold you have to be aggressive that's it or do you now say the other one is why are you acting like a woman and that is all these things they mess with somebody's mental but you don't understand that's really some toxic masculinity acting like a woman like i just remember there was this time last week i think when on confessions that this guy was talking about how um his friend was always calling him gay because of certain things he did like skincare like um what else certain things that he did like he now had to sleep with his girl his guy's girlfriend to prove that okay he's straight so you know having that Look at, he could have been telling you, why are you acting like a woman? Why are you acting like a woman? See, now, he messed up his mindset. And he said, okay, for me to prove to you that I, I, I'm not into guys, I will sleep with your girl to prove to you. And you see, these things, they have repercussions. So, we really need to work on it. Try as much as we can to, to just condition our minds to, you know, understanding that certain things, certain things are not subjected to, to particular gender. No, not at all. Doing skincare, ah, you're fresh. If you're a model, as a guy, you're expected to even do skincare. If you are, and you know, if you're usually on TV, you have to look decent. Aside your dressing, your skin also has to look decent. Yeah, some some people that you know they might not have it all good, and they might have some health condition that just kind of ruins their skin. But ultimately. There are certain things that a woman can do that a man can do as well and it shouldn't be looked at as a woman's trait a woman's only trait you know another thing men are not supposed to cry come on man that's one thing that a lot of people were telling me during the time i lost my dad i know don't cry don't cry you're a man don't cry put it like don't cry don't cry I'm like come on man i, I don't lie sure i listened to it i didn't cry most times but that's not the way to because they are holding down the i mean i cried though i don't even lie but most times i cried it was when i was alone what some people would, some people would, although there are some people that would, that told me and i'm glad that i've had uncles that told me that see don't listen to all these people that are telling you don't cry cry but try as much as possible to do it in your alone time try not to show it out and i understand that is still a way to still suppress it but you still express it in a way the whole angle they were coming from is 
try not to do it out in public so that even your sisters that are maybe not feeling it at that very moment, if they see you, it might hit them. So, you know, for the sake of your sisters and your mom, nah, hold it. So, most times, I was a struggle. But yeah, I held on to it. Sometimes, so if I don't even lie, like, this is last month. Sometime last month, so yes, I cried when I remember my dad because there are just certain things that I really wish that I got to experience with him. There are certain things that, because me and my dad, we didn't growing up, we didn't have the best relationship. This whole toxic masculinity thing. He was usually, even though sometimes he would give some emotional support, but that was rare. He would mostly just, you know, just like the regular dad. That's what it was. So I took it upon myself personally. I say, see, I know that we didn't have the best relationship, bro, but I don't care. I can't be hating you forever. Or not hate. I didn't actually hate him. I loved him, but there was this kind of, would I say, resentment towards the way he, the kind of training that he gave me. He gave me good training, right? But he's, he just didn't show me, give me that kind of love that I felt that, you know, a father should give a child, he should give a son. Not the way this part of the world teaches parents to do it. So, but I took it upon myself. I'm saying, see, yeah. I didn't even outrightly tell him, but I said it, a guy, Obina, as in my full government. I said, guy, you and your dad deserve to be best friends. Because he's your dad. He's a man. He's been out here. He's experienced life. He might have experienced it in a time where the way people, you know, thoughts might have not been the best because of you know they didn't get to experience other cultures experience technology as much but there's definitely still a lot to learn from him and ah oh man my dad was a very good teacher especially with math yo you apply to everything about life and you'll be surprised so i was like yeah man i have to work on that and then i started you know improving my relationship with him like literally before my dad passed, the last time I saw my dad before he passed, I hugged him for the first time in, I think the last time I hugged my dad before then was when I was a child, like I was still very, very young, you know, and obviously as a child, now you hug your dad, maybe my dad is just coming back from work, hey daddy, welcome, hug him, but before, after that, it, it was literally the last time, the last day I saw my dad, that I hugged him, I just, we had an argument, actually, we had this argument. So, and I was, I basically decided that at that time I was in my village. I decided I was going to spend, I was just going to stay in my maternal home because he was vexing me basically with the way he was handling certain things. But I, I still thought about it. I'm like, some of these things, eh, it's not entirely my dad's fault. It's just the way he's been conditioned. So I need to understand that and, you know, accept him for who he is one way or another try and influence him positively so i went to him i apologized i apologized for you know choosing to uh, you know take the matter the way i did but i uh, you know spoke to him and then i just told him that i wanted to hug him he was surprised but yeah he hugged me man i hugged my dad also i felt some form of freedom just hugging my dad and I was just so sure. And ever since, after that day, my dad was so willing to call me to check on me more often than not. Although I felt it might have been because he was starting to feel like his, his last day, 
was was drawing near because it was literally uh, um it was not even up to two months after that, that moment that I hugged my dad that he passed away. It wasn't up to two months. So, but still on still, I knew that, okay, this, I needed to do that. And, you know, I was happy. Yes, I really miss him. Yes, I really wish we had a lot of other conversations. But I was happy that I took that upon myself to know that, guy, this is your dad, man. If he no fix you, you fix him one way or another. Fix the things that were off about him. I didn't get to, but at least I started something. So, young people out there, it's just like how they said the parents. I've been saying like, you know, parents to teach their kids. You can teach your parents to, trust me. You can. Make them understand. There's soft ways you can go about it. Make them understand the importance of of being of expressing your emotions of connecting of talking to somebody somebody that genuinely cares okay okay all right uh, my people it's time for me to wrap up this segment it's time for concessions and uh yes like i mentioned very much earlier on the show this week well for the rest of this month actually the show is just going to be happening twice a, a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Same time, 1 a.m. to 6 a.m., but Wednesdays are going to be off it because, I mean, if you've noticed, I'm on on the weekends now, Saturday, Saturday breakfast show, Sunday evening show, although I don't, Sunday best show, that's what it's called, actually. Although I don't particularly, you know, speak on the Sunday best show because the way the schedule is, is just... Maybe I'll even introduce like a segment. Hmm, just for the time that I'm doing it, like a game segment. Yeah, I will. I will actually, yeah. So for the time that I'll be here on Sunday evenings, you know, ensuring that it's going on, I will make that work, make that happen. So yeah, because of that, two times a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays for the rest of this month. But next month, ah, don't worry, you guys are in for a surprise. Don't worry, don't worry. But, uh, yes, my people, just bear with me, Sha. That's just basically what it is. Tuesdays, Thursdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays for this, the rest of this month. But, yeah, it's, you know, before you know it's now, you know, the month uh, will be done. I think it's just about, like, just two more. After tomorrow, it's just two more Wednesdays that we'll miss. So, it's not even, like, as if it's a lot. Before you know it, we're back to regular. So yeah, my people, that is what it is. So let me just uh, wrap up this segment. And uh, when I come back, we're going to just take a look at some confessions, okay? All right, keep listening to Lagos Talks 91.3. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back. Okay, my people. Yes, welcome back to 91.3. This is the voice of Obi. Yes, the After Dark, right here on 91.3. Hope uh, you're enjoying the show so far. Hope you've learned a thing or two. Not a lot of people contributed to the conversation. Very interestingly, we finally got a message, boys from Elizabeth. But I'm surprised. I'm like, you people, now you listen to the show, you will not contribute. It's at the end of the show you are sending your, your message. 
But uh, before we get into concessions, let me just read out the message that uh, Elizabeth sent in. Because she tried to call in, actually, but it was too late for that. Well, in her defense, she says she slept off, but... Well. She says, so... says, well, I was going to say thanks, Obi, for this. A lot of men aren't brought up to know that it's okay to be vulnerable. Hence, the reason the society is filled up with hard men, hard men. And that's very hard to penetrate. Okay, hard men that are very hard to penetrate. I personally love a man that would tell me everything and anything and then cry when he needs to. I wish all men can know this. We will have less broken men in society. Okay, yeah, thank you so much for that contribution. Yeah, I totally agree with you, actually. Nice, nice contribution to the conversation, Elizabeth. So, yeah. But, uh, yes, my people, right about now it's time for concessions. And it's that session where we just take a look at some confessions and, uh, you know, go about measures, looking at measures that could help to fix some of the problems that uh, we have or posed with. So uh, we're going to take a look at some of the confessions that I have here. And, you know, feel free to join the conversation if there's anything that you hear any confession, you can also send in your confessions. Uh, don't worry, I'll read it anonymously. On um, Send it to our WhatsApp, uh, 0809-234-5913. You can also DM it to us on Twitter. Just uh, simply DM us, Lagos Talks 913 and you will find us right there. So uh, feel free to share what you want to confess. But uh, yes, also, if you like to, because some of these confessions usually ask for advice. So if you feel like you can advise, feel free to call into the show or send in your advice on WhatsApp or on sending voice notes. You can even send in tweets, sending DMs, whatever way, really. You can even, you know, would I say thread at us (laughs) on threads? I don't even know what's the right term for th- for threads. But anyway, whatever a confession, if you feel like you can contribute to it, feel free to do so. Number is to call 0809-234-5913. That is also the WhatsApp number. So feel free to use that to call on WhatsApp or call a regular call. I'll take that again, 809 234 Five nine one three. Uh the, we also have zero eight zero nine one nine one three nine one three. And uh we have zero eight zero nine two 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 zero nine one three and our landline zero one five one five one nine one three. Okay. Alright, so any of those four numbers you can call. And I will take your call when I read out the confession or your messages if you're sending messages to our WhatsApp. Okay? All right. So, uh, without any further ado, let's get right into it. Okay, so the first one that I have here is uh, some form of a challenge. So this person says, I'm addicted to porn. Um, it's affecting me badly because I don't have any self-esteem. 
and I lack the courage to speak to any member of the opposite sex. How do I get rid of this addiction? Hmm. Ooh-wee. I'm on porn. Porn is ruining a lot of lives, man. Honestly, it's ruining a lot of lives. But if you ask me, what I would suggest is just delete. If you have them on your, you know, your laptop, on your phone, start off, if you truly want to break free, start off by deleting everything that you have. Deleting even the electronic porn, the bookmarks on your device. You know, just discard of all the hard copy porn that you have. That's like a good first step. One ultimate step that it's, that is just the best is have someone install like an anti-porn software on your phone. Yes, or on your electronic devices. And like, you know, they shouldn't give you, they don't give you the password. So they only, they are the only ones that have the password. So whenever you try to visit a, a porn site, it just blocks it. It doesn't permit you. So, and I mean, you don't have the password, so you're out of it. You cannot do that. Just basically have a plan, you know, choose another activity or two. I can just turn to, you know, you can just turn to, to to use to distract yourself whenever you have that urge to want to watch porn. Absolutely, but just rid of it. Just if you truly want to break free, delete the porn that you have. Have like a porn blocking software installed on your devices. And you see, you will break free, honestly. Absolutely. The easiest way, okay, well, yeah, that's like the easiest way. One hard way that is not a lot of people that understand it. Just absolutely telling yourself that, you know what, this this thing is not healthy for you. Just break free. Because I don't even lie. I used to actually watch porn before I struggled with it. No, like, I didn't really struggle with it, though. I think that's why it was easy for me to break free. But I used to watch some, I used to watch porn, man. It was, it was bad. So, but I realized, more this thing is messing my brain. It's depleting my brain cells, actually. It's, you know, so I decided, yeah, I need to, you know, channel my time towards more important and helpful stuff that would improve me rather than reduce me. You get what I mean? But anyway, that's that. Uh, if anyone else has any suggestion that could help with breaking free from this this shackle of pornography, feel free to share right here on the show. OK, you all are absolutely welcome. Uh, another uh, confession here. <laughs> Yet as people view. So this guy says. Mm, sorry about that. He says, anytime I go to my friend's house and his mom is there, I fantasize of sleeping with her. If given the chance, I want to sleep with her and suck her dry. She's hot to me. <sighs> I'm all... People need help. That's just what I'm going to say about this one. You need help. I mean, it's it's one thing for. I'm um, don't get me wrong. It's it's almost it's kind of. I won't say normal because it's not normal, but it happens where people are attracted to older people. You know, but it's it's another next level thing. I think there are rules against these things, man. It absolutely is even in the bro code if you want to even look into that. You can't. Is your bro, man? Is your 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 bro's mom? It's one thing for you to say she's she's attractive. It's not another next level thing for you to be hoping that one day you get to get up all up in that. That's that's just messed up, man. 
like break free from this this shackle of spiritual congee <laughs> stop it's not healthy and i pray that if somehow somehow it happens that's the same moment before it even happens safe it's a cast your friend will, will nab you so that that's the end of that friendship because i mean would you really rather jeopardize your friendship just because of you want to satisfy satisfy your flesh think about it think about it because you are not you're likely not only going to you know ruin that friendship but you could ruin other friendships as well because that kind of thing your friend might tell other people your friend will blacklist you tell other people that might not even be your friends that that person is is he has mental issues or whatever the case may be so break free man break free speak to somebody about it. if you need to talk to a therapist if you're religious talk to god about it pray over it to break free from that that's what i would suggest but also yes uh anyone else that has any suggestion for this young man feel free to share right here on the show okay i would absolutely welcome you to give your two cents on this particular confession what advice would you have for this person let me know let me know remember you can also send your confessions and we can just uh Take a look at it. 0809-234-5913. That is our WhatsApp number. So uh, do it as you please. Okay, this is coming from a lady. She says, I masturbate every morning. It gets me going, to be honest, and in the night, I do it till I squirt. It has become a routine for me, and I don't even know if it's a bad thing or not. I'm all, trust me, it's a bad thing, oh. It's a bad thing. Because you're crowding your mind with sexual thoughts regularly. The need to, you know... To orgasm to just get to that point to just feel that sweet sensation let me even use that term <laughs> sweet sensation down there every now and then i mean you're doing it morning and night morning and night it could be pleasurable but trust me it's messing you up it's messing your mental up so absolutely it's a bad thing it's really a bad thing it's just a bad thing man break free uh just like you know i'd recommend i don't know well that was for porn but you know try as much as possible to whenever the thought comes up it's a gradual process it might not exactly happen but you know develop the habit of whenever the thought comes up you just choose to do something else something else that would improve you you know when the thought comes up read a book Whenever the thought comes up, even one thing you can read on is the repercussions of, you know, constantly man- mas- masturbating. Look at possible defects of that. So, uh, it's a bad thing, honestly, and you should break free from it. Okay, all right.
Okay, yeah. So another thing that uh, yes to add to because it just hit me now is you know when you masturbate regularly, you find it hard for you to be satisfied during sex. You know, so you basically you can ruin it for yourself. And later, the, you probably be blaming the man. You don't know that it's you actually. You need to stop actively masturbating. Because you stand to not enjoy sex as much as you ought to. So, allow it, man. Build up that urge. Build up that crave so that when it happens, it will just be... Just be explosive. (laughs) Yeah, so that's that. That's the addition that I wanted to, to give. So, another confession that's here is coming from a guy said i visited my girlfriend's best friend to wish her happy birthday this crazy girl gave me scooches and i slept off when i woke up i saw one tiny naked thing doing cowgirl on me i was so weak to push her away but i know god will judge her for raping me besides she's my girlfriend now can you imagine oh no wow but that's so messed up man that's so messed up that is actually so messed up. Your 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 best friend's boyfriend. Not only did you drug him, knock him out, you now took advantage of him. And it's unfortunate, you know, most times they find out that it's you know it's it's men that do that could do stuff like this. You rarely hear of these things that and that's because you find out that most men don't speak up on things like this. It's mostly women that speak up. And it's okay. That's like this. That's still the same toxic masculinity. You need to break free and and talk, whatever it is. Talk to someone. You never know who's gonna help. Cause look at this thing now. This thing actually happens a lot, but most men are just more reserved. They are worried about what somebody would say, how people might, you know, react to their, to their experience. But this is so messed up, and the fact that, ah. The fact that the guy could still go on ahead to date the lady, like she's his girlfriend now. More. The both of you need help, honestly. Truly and truly. Because why would you why would you date somebody that raped you? They drugged you to the point that you were so weak. Even when you woke up, you couldn't even do nothing. And you woke up and you're seeing that you're being used for ah no, nah, that's so messed up, man. That is so messed up. Honestly and truly, uh, what I would say is if you are still dating that lady, you need to you need to actually free it. Because the fact that you could even still say this thing, that means this thing is still lingering in your head. It still messes with you. Although, you know, obviously, when you woke up, you probably saw it, ah, finally, I can start smashing my, my, my babe's best friend. From there, those kind of relationships, they never work out the best, to be honest, because it started off based off sex. This one even started off based off rape. And then, before you know it, you know, it's mostly about sex, about sex, and then you just found a way to... Sex blinds people, so you think you actually really like somebody. You might not really understand them and get to figure out if you guys are best for each other. So relationships like this, it could work out, you know, but chances of that are super duper slim but honestly that's a really messed up situation
Okay, so another confession here that's coming from a guy. He says, I'm 27. I started having sex late. Just late, just last year. But I'm really struggling with premature ejaculation. I can't last even 20 seconds. It has made me lose confidence and gradual interest in sexual activities. Need advice. Um, Have you met with, what I say, uh, what was the, what's the term for those people that are, that are, you know, experts in sex and all that? Speak to somebody that's, what I say, sex therapist. Let me just use that term for lack of better, you know, choice of word. Have you looked up uh, measures that you can put in place to kind of work on your, you know, as in quote-unquote premature ejaculation? Because there are certain measures that you can do. There are certain remedies that you can use. There are certain habits you need to rid of also. Uh, Do you consume sugar a lot? Do you not exercise? If you do consume a lot of sugar and you don't exercise that contributes to it that actually does contribute to it so you you need to learn to exercise often you need to drink a lot of water flush your system of the rubbish with the inside eat more healthy stuff more fruits healthy fruits that actually boost the improved sex is there's um, watermelon like i usually would say here whenever i talk about stuff like this watermelon tiger nut juice um what else what else would i say is also kind of good there are a bunch of them but yeah those ones are the regular <laughs> mortuary standard water is very good there so these are things that you can actually do you just need to work on you absolutely just need to just especially watch what you, you take in because it contributes and I would never recommend, uh, you know, all these uh, all these herbal drinks that they say is for sex. Those things have underlying effects. And in the long run, you probably get to realize it. It might be late. Hopefully, it won't be late. But they're, they're just, you know, better options. There are better options that you can use that can ultimately just improve you than having to resort to alcohol based herbal drinks and whatnot alcohol numbs you when you're so the thing about it is most people would resort to drinking before getting into sexual activities it kind of numbs you so the truth is you might not enjoy the pleasure as much as you ought to but yeah that's not that maybe even if you want to resort to drinking use wine because wine is like you know the best kind of alcohol you can drink other alcohol more it's not really healthy anyway but uh let's see someone has this to say well there there could be a number of factors responsible for premature ejaculation such as nervousness or overexcitement. yep yep actually excess sugar erectile dysfunction amongst others if it's a case of nervousness or overexcitement, you need to relax and enjoy the mood a lot of foreplay could help if it's excess sugar you need good herbs that you know made for things like excess sugar 
and good herbs like actual herbs that that are recommended by by a good doctor a good health you know consultant not just the one that you see that they advertise on tv those ones they know to care about you don't know what they're mixing in there there are particular herbs that can be used so you definitely would want to consult you know a good doctor for situations like this get best advice out of situations that uh, are similar to this okay all right Okay, so another one that we have here is uh, <laughs> it's coming from a guy. He says, my girlfriend doesn't get wet and sex has been boring for two years. My friend took me to a chalet and I had one of the best sex of my life. I, uh, we had sex till she squirted and began to kiss me. She moaned very loud and she took my number. Yeah, people are different people, different body reactions. But the thing about this is, have you, I don't know that you try foreplay well enough that wouldn't make your girlfriend wet. So what exactly is it that you're doing? Because at the end of the day, yes, she might not exactly be the most skilled when it comes to taking charge, but... I believe that she could get wet. And even if perhaps you say, yes, you do foreplay, you could introduce lubricants, water-based lubricants. It will help get her wet and, you know, you enjoy at least when you're doing your own bit. That's the truth about it. There are measures that can be put into place that can just improve the sex life. So it's not about just going to sleep with a random person that took your phone number. No. It's it's absolutely it's it's not it's just not it to be honest. It's not it. Just not it. It's coming from somebody for from Uniport actually that this particular story. Very interesting stuff and most people are just like <laughs> ah, some people in the comments uh, just on some more things they happen for for taco too and somebody even said see una and hiv for this potato thing see chai chai ibi things truly and truly
Okay, this is coming from... Uh, I don't even know. This is probably a lady that didn't exactly specify. It says, I completely don't get well along with my stepmother. We both know deep down inside our hearts we hate each other. We only pretend to be good in family gatherings. Whenever my dad call, Whenever I, I call my dad and this woman answers my call, I get panic, anxiety attacks. Why? Well, you get that because of the energy between both of you. I think one thing that, if you haven't tried, is to speak to your dad about it first. Speak to your dad that, okay, dad, see, uh, there's this off energy between your wife and me. It's It's been lingering around for so long. It makes me really uncomfortable. I know I don't like her. She doesn't like me. But that doesn't mean... I should absolutely be feeling uncomfortable that I worry that maybe one day there's something off me when I did crash. Speak to him about it. Let him speak to her and maybe even stage a meeting where the three of you just sit down together and talk things through. Because at the end of the day, hate, hatred is just... It's bad. You don't need nobody to tell you that. More hatred. Hatred is just a major problem. So if there's that hatred between you and somebody that lives, that you live with, it's only just a matter of time before some negative thoughts and actions might be put into place. So what I would recommend for this particular one is speak to your dad about it and see what he can do to, you know, kind of fix things basically. Okay. All right. So, another one we have here is coming from a lady. She says, I met this guy on Tinder and I went to see him and we had sex. Only for him to tell me that he has a girlfriend and he wants to work it out with her. See, in that Tinder app, (laughs) me personally, I I would not ever tell anybody that you can find anything serious especially in this in this Lagos in this Nigeria I would never ever tell anybody to go and look for something serious on Tinder anybody serious if you are going to Tinder just make up your mind that you are just going there to look for sex so whatever you see you call it so this kind lady I don't know if she was expecting love or, but um, uh, yeah no good reason um. and like I say most times if you base your, uh, what I say, talking or relationship in quote with somebody where you relate to them, of sex, it starts off being, you know, of sex. Then you shouldn't, you really shouldn't be expecting much. You can be lucky that something good can come out of it, but don't expect much. Just leave it at that. Because if you want something good out of it, the sex ought to wait. Get to know each other. Do you people connect? Do you people are you people compatible? Would you be proud to you know to say that this is somebody you are involved with? There are a lot of things that are involved before you actually say yes. So yes, so this is this is what it is. So uh, absolutely, my people, feel free to share your thoughts on any of all these things that. Uh, I've mentioned but yes all in all tinder 
no good reason say go find true love for there. Absolutely. It's not it's not for it's not for love. It's for it's for knacks. <laughs> Okay, we have a call coming in. Let's take this call and uh, it's uh, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Good morning. Hi, Obi. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good. Just here doing my thing. Okay. All right. So that was a good one. I've been listening to you, even though I've been going on and off sleep wake up. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. you Did you get into a lot yesterday? No, really. Oh. oh. Just tired. Okay, no problem. Yeah, so I, first of all, uh, well done on the toxic masculinity thingy. Uh, that was a nice one. I wish everyone can understand and know, I mean, know these things, right? Um. So well done on that. And then also, so I've listened to all the confessions you've been saying, you've been making. But, yeah, I've been reading um, out, yeah. Okay. So there's um this particular this last one that I just talked about was what made me call. Actually, I don't think well, I don't know, I don't want to say hundred percent like people can't people can find love on Tinder, but I think there are people who have actually found relationships, marriages from from um dating sites. In this um, Nigeria? Yes, hmm. I have. Well, I haven't seen in Nigeria, hmm. but I've seen somebody who got into a serious relationship with someone in Nigeria. But I do not remember how that went. But I know of two ladies in America who got their husbands from dating sites. Hmm, yeah, it works there. But here, <laughs> the, the problem choke before because most people are. I mean, there are some women that will probably be hoping for that. Well. You find that uh, most men mm-hmm. there they are not hoping for that. Okay, so, yeah. what about what about um social media? Do you agree to social media? No. Um honestly I think all of them are pretty much the same, but you can yeah, social media is is different in a way because there are different people that are there, even people that are not that are that you know have self control. So you can actually be lucky enough to find because I know I know uh, what's it called? This is my mom's colleague from years ago. She got married to a guy that she met on Facebook. And very interestingly, yeah. they, they had never met in person. Yeah. They were just always talking on Facebook, talking on Facebook. And it was on Facebook so that the guy proposed to her. I say, wow. Oh. But like, yeah, I don't know what they're doing now, but I'd like to believe that, you know, their relationship is going well because they spend time talking, getting to know each other. To the point that they realize mm-hmm. yes we're gonna do this so yeah i believe that like, mm-hmm. social media you can but all these dating sites in, in, in nigeria okay. now because they... i was going to say for 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 social media i know like personally i know two people that got married from facebook a friend of mine she, she has two kids now with a guy and they live in um, the uk so like he met him on Facebook, they started talking on Facebook, and I, a friend of mine, another friend of mine also, that met her husband on Facebook, mm. and although that particular relationship is 
somehow they've been going on and off they have a child together but um they've been on and off though but at least they are married i mean mm. i know like i know of other successful stories you know on facebook i mean on instagram facebook that people met themselves and i know of my pre- my sister mm. met her husband yeah that's what i was talking about in america she met her husband from a dating site i don't know the exact one and i mean they are very 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 okay they are in love every day you know and everything although they are two broken people who came together and realized that more we just need to do this mm-hmm. better and for worse yeah uh, so sometimes i feel like people really don't know how to get these things and then they just somehow somehow find themselves on dating sites and mm. and then it works for them especially when they've made up their mind that you know i must find my person here every people people you know different things work for different people different mm-hmm. people find their persons or their partners different ways yeah. some people it could even be people they've been seeing their neighbors some just their friends and then they're mm-hmm. like what I've, I've come i've never seen you before and oh, i've never thought of it and you know mm-hmm. so it just it can happen anywhere any day so i don't think it's I just agree. right of doing that like that but people just have to be careful you know you mm. just have to be careful you yeah. know on social media on dating sites even the people you meet in clubs basically okay my very my closest friend in school in secondary school got married she met her husband at the club you know mm. and yeah she went to the club this particular day and then the guy she was liking wasn't even giving her the attention but she was just pushing and hoping that this guy sees her you know i like her but any person that she married today was just on the side they all went to the club together but you know like friends invited friends and everybody like that met each other there and then the person that was liking her was just there staring at her she didn't even give him attention she was just there just like i don't like this one it's not fine it's this and the one that she liked that was very fine clean guy but i was just messing around with different girls and then this her husband just sat down in one corner staring at her she was dancing after everything as they were leaving was like um can i drop you that's her husband current husband was like can i drop you she was hoping that the other guy would say you know what you come with me would you come home with me and i think all was all what was in her mind was just you know she just wanted to maybe go home with that guy probably have sex with him if possible i don't know but you know i'm sure if you had i'm sure if she had gone home with that guy she probably would have given everything up because she was really liking him so much that if the guy had said oh you know what you want to come home with me let's have some fun more fun she would go home with him and he probably would have sex and that, that would be the end of it you know but luckily for her the guy who was staring at her um came to her and was like oh do you want me to drop you off and she said fine because the other guy already took like two girls home chief of staff so, <laughs> <laughs> so she went with this guy and then they got talking and then the girl's like I just couldn't take my eyes off you all through you were just dancing I was just staring and then she was blushing and they exchanged numbers that the next day she came to me she was like she gave me the whole gist that joy I didn't like this particular guy the one I liked he didn't even look at me you know no no blah 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 and one week later the guy asked her do you want us to um can we can, can i go on a date with like 
can we eat somewhere like go to a restaurant and everything and she said yes and then he was like okay i would like you to i like you to wear so 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 and so from genevieve she was like okay and then she went he shopped for her and sent it to her house and then she started saying that okay this guy is good and the guy started showering her with gifts and romantic stuff and all that and in one month they went to dubai together and came back and she said you know what joy i'm taking your advice i'm sticking to this guy this is my man <laughs> because exactly but she, but if she had gone with the other one i'm sure she wouldn't have gotten all this you know but today she's happily married they have three kids together three girls and all and like that so sometimes when the guys or the or you people are ready and you know that i want i'm looking for this particular thing the, the moment you see that person you're like oh i click this is the person you know mm. so yeah mm. okay yeah so, I, I totally agree anyway the thing about it is me personally so i would even recommend people trying online you know that's why me personally i, I even think long distance is, is, is a good thing because i mean it doesn't have to be so far away but it's good because that way especially if you you have challenges with self-control you can instead of you know actively seeing each other you just use that time to get to know each other understand each other and see if it can work so that when you you guys are spending time together you can get on with like all those other activities that you maybe want to do but at least you will you'll be you're sure that that's your person so Tinder, yes, truly and truly, I'm not supposed to write it off, but because of the way it's being used, that's why I just say, don't expect much from Tinder. That's the truth. If it's something like, you know, Twitter or Facebook, it could work, but don't expect much from Tinder. Man. But yeah. Well, I think for me, for me, I don't think, like you said, like I said, different strokes are for different people, right? I mean, not everybody will want to do long distance relationship. Some people want to see their person and know their person and then, mm, yeah. and, you know, get to know this person properly before even moving. Because people can pretend, you are far away, what are you doing? I don't know what you're doing. What's your show? You know, relationship with somebody else and it does give you false hopes. Yeah, but then even somebody close yeah. by can also pretend. <laughs> Yeah, but it's easy for you to find out easily than for you to and, and to be holding on on false hope with somebody who is far away from you and you're just there and then one day you realize that oh this thing I've been holding on to forever is not even worth it you know mm-hmm. sometimes when you're closer to people you get to see really what's what's like what you really want from that person yeah, but you're really atten- it, attentive people, because it, a lot of people are blinded by it by the attraction but they are blinded by what they really see in that person so it's it's not entirely easy like you as you say it's would i say it's just it's less hard to find out that the person is not your kind of person but it's not easier because if you're really attracted to the person there's a high chance you'll be blinded by your feelings for them mm-hmm. you can cut you could just be cutting them some slack that okay maybe it's just such 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 thing this thing needs to They'll change, they'll change for you know it. No change. They'll probably yeah. just change you to another person. Well, yeah. It, I mean, it, it works for some people. Mm, yeah, no doubt. People. No doubt. It yeah, works for some yeah. people. Yeah. 
but it's all good i think i just call in to say you know like we shouldn't write off social um i mean um dating sites like that i mean somebody you think somebody you think you are you are working you are working for some of these apps like now you may start them you are just <laughs> advocating for uh, because no. uh, <laughs> but yeah don't mind me don't mind me <laughs> no no of course i'm just saying because i know people that i i, I, I mean i used to be of this opinion too that I'm like that even up to now i don't believe that i can find love on dating site trust me even all these blind dates and blah 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 i have trust issues i don't think i can find love like that if i don't see this person i know this person it's hard for me to fall in love with them so i'm of that opinion too don't worry but i feel like somehow too we should just you know cut them some slack because it's been working for people and i know people around me that it worked for mm. so that's why i'm like let's don't just tell people off like that let's mm. let them know that oh you can try but you just have to be very careful Mm. whether on social media whether on dating sites you just have to be very careful but you can try okay alright no problem thank yep. you so thank much you. Oh, yeah I do appreciate your call yeah alright now just enjoy the rest of the show alright so uh, my people you heard it here your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation.